You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Welcome back to another episode. You know, I've always wondered what it's like to create a dating app. And I get to dive into this today. So I'll say I had a blast on this episode where I interview Liz Warner, who is the creator of Gleam Dating. And I think that Gleam has a lot of success ahead of it. Seems like a very unique dating app that is going to be huge. At least that's my prediction. And what this dating app is, you know what? I'm actually not going to, I'm not going to spoil it for you. You're going to find out here in just a second in the interview. It's just a different way of doing online dating. And let's just say I fully endorse it and I'm not getting paid to say that. Of course, I'll always tell you if I'm you know, getting sponsored or paid. I'm not. This is just a dating app that I think is really cool. And I say, I say this on the podcast. I get a lot of people who reach out to me who want to talk about their dating app on here. And it just didn't ever feel right until now. And especially because she didn't solicit herself to me. It was more of just an introduction because we have a mutual connection of someone that was on this podcast before. They introduced me to her. I thought this dating app sounds cool. And I just really wanted to ask questions and dive in and understand the process of what it means to create a dating app. And what's cool is you're going to hear all of the whole process and also just hear about what she thinks in terms of what can make it more successful for dating apps, right? So that's the reason why she created a new one because she thinks that her idea is a better idea in terms of being more successful with connecting people and people finding relationships. And I think it's just great. So why don't we just hop on over right now to the interview? I don't want to wait a second longer. Check out my interview with Liz Warner talking about her dating app called Glean. Check it out. Liz Warner, how's it going? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I think it's funny that we just discovered we are from neighboring towns all the way back in Chicago. Yes. And we both lived in West Hollywood. What a small world. Yes. And you still live there. And I do not live there anymore, but I know it very well. In fact, that is the number one spot I always recommend if anyone's going to move to LA. It's going to be either either that or Santa Monica. I think both are great and have each of their their pros. So it's hard to pick one or the other, but you live in an awesome spot. I'm sure that's why you're there. Yes, it's it's the best. I think it's super underrated. It's in the middle of everything. WeHo is the best hoe, in my opinion. <laughs> it's the best hoe. I love it. Cool. So you're on the podcast today because you are the founder of Gleam, which is a new dating app. It, it is launched, right? People are using it. Yes, it is. It's live in Los Angeles currently. Okay, it's live in Los Angeles. It's called Gleam. So this is interesting. First of all, there's you have a lot of interesting accolades. You're at Forbes 30 under 30, which was which is pretty amazing. How did you get that? So I worked uh, at BuzzFeed for six years as a video producer, and I launched their travel brand called Bring Me, which uh, became the number one travel publisher on the internet in under a year. So that's what I got Forbes for. Whoa, cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And then somehow in this whole story, you ended up getting to the point where you started a dating app, which is pretty, pretty crazy because there's a lot of dating apps out there and there's a lot 
of competition, but you seem to have something a little bit different than everyone else. Before you tell them exactly what Gleam is all about, let's just start from the beginning of how this all started. Like, What made you decide to start a dating app? Like, Start from the very beginning. From the very beginning. All right. From like the moment when you probably were having a glass of wine with the friend, and then it just came to your head because you're on the couch one night. Yes. So, you know, Was that correct? How close was I? Not that close, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay, that's fine. Let's hear it. I was with friends, so you got that right. Yeah. So I feel like this was an idea I kind of had like bubbling in the back of my head for a very, very long time. And I worked in video production, so schedules were just like super crazy because I was running this travel brand. I never had time to really go on dates, like honestly. So when I I found that when I did start going on dates. You know, so often, like I just knew within three seconds, like 10 seconds, however long they say, that I just wasn't, I wasn't interested in the person or there just wasn't like that spark there. Was it because of the way they looked or the way they acted? Just like, I think when you meet someone in person, you know right away whether or not you could be attracted to them. Um, And obviously, you always want to like give someone a chance and like let them talk and, you know, have a conversation with them. Um, But, as science says, like you, you know, within three seconds whether or not, like there could be something there or not. And obviously, if there is something, then you know you need to spend time getting to know the person and figuring out like if you want to go on a second date with them. But there is something to like that first, you know, impression as soon as you meet someone. That's interesting because I do, I do hear that, but I also think that even if you might have this kind of gut feeling in three seconds. Still feel like a guy can make that connection. Have you ever had it where you were like sure within three to ten seconds that this person was not a fit, but then it turned out that hey, this person actually is someone you were attracted to? I think it's very different with like first dates compared to like, you know, maybe people you've known for a while and been friends with. And there's definitely people who you know, you're, you're kind of like, I've been friends with for a while. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, actually, you know, I do see something in them. Or like, oh, I am like attracted to them. Or like, I really like this about their personality. I mean, definitely personality is, is the biggest factor. But I think like when you're meeting someone like blind for the first time, first impression like does, does make like a big impact on, you know, how the rest of, of the date will go. Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. So continue. So I found that I just a lot of time was was wasted on bad first dates that like I just honestly like really didn't have time for and I'd I'd rather be, you know, spending time at the gym or with friends. And so what I started doing was when I matched with someone on dating apps, I'd say, Hey, like, do you have time for like a quick video call? And pretty much every, I didn't think I got a single no. Like every guy was like, Yeah, like absolutely. And they really liked it too because they didn't have to leave their couch. There was no awkwardness of like who's going to pay, who's not going to pay. Like we both basically got a vibe check right away on whether or not like it was worth meeting up in person just from like a short conversation. And so I was talking about it with my friends and they were all like, oh my gosh, yeah, like I'm totally going to start doing that too. Like that would just save so much time. And finally, I was like, you know, I'm just sick of waiting for another app to make this. So I just decided, like, I'm just going to start working on it and I'm just going to keep going until someone stops me. And then here we are. We've about a year later, we've, we've launched in LA. So, what's the process of that? Did you have to get funding first? 
So, so funny. I get asked this question all the time. There is like a million different ways you can do it, but the best way, in my opinion, is to find a developer who you work really, really well with and then form the company with them and have them like be really heavily involved in the process. And then, you know, I take care of like the business and the marketing and the growth and the product. And then my developer like basically builds the app. So, so no, we, we have not gotten funding. We actually have turned down funding because um, we don't really need it right now. Cool. So here you are. You're thinking, man, they haven't made this yet. I'm just going to make this. So be more specific. Make what exactly? Just FaceTiming with people? Or what, what is it exactly? Yeah. So I wanted to make an app that was video first. And this was back like when I was decided I was going to start working on this was in 2019 and none of the none of the major apps had like video features involved. So I wanted to make an app where it worked around your schedule and the first interaction was a 10-minute video call. And I think one of the major problems with the big dating apps is that the funnel is swipe and then text and then maybe meet in person which honestly like rarely happens. I feel like they say after like five texts back and forth, like there's almost a zero percent chance you're actually going to meet in person. And the other issue with these apps is that, you know, there's just like an infinite number of people to swipe through. So there's very little incentive to actually, you know, spend time on a single individual person. Whereas like if it's a video call first, like you've made a much more personal connection, like you're much more likely to give, I'd say like more of a chance to people you might not go and meet up with in person because that takes like so much effort. Whereas a 10 minute video call from your home is like super easy. And that's the other thing too, is like, I feel like profiles are such an artificial way of getting to know a person for who they really are. And like photos can just be like so easily edited and people can be completely different textures than the way they are in person. And, you know, as me and my friends talk about like, a lot of people we've dated in the past, like we never would have met on an app because we might have just swiped through their profile. But if you have like that video first connection, like I think you're much more likely to just give someone a chance and figure out if you guys really connect. This is so cool. So, first of all, I have to say bravo because this is definitely a first. And second of all, I mean, Talk about timing with COVID. <laughs> you know the the fact that you're releasing this right when people are doing this anyway, but they're just taking too long to get to this point. And I am just a big uh, supporter of this app because this is exactly what people should be doing instead of wasting time. So there's just a lot, and you you cut out that that fluff of talking, texting, and all that stuff. I think this is so cool that you can just go through a lot of video chats to find out if you're a match. And also, it just gives everyone an opportunity to be able to shine. you know, Because then you guys get to actually talk to each other instead of just sending random messages. So I think this is really cool. So explain a little bit more how it works like once you get on the app. Yeah. So we wanted to, you know, I wanted to make something that imitated like meeting someone in real life, but a little bit more based around when is convenient for you. So 
the way it works is you set your schedule in the app. You still swipe to match with people. That part is the same as the major apps. But then as soon as there's like overlap in both of your schedules, the app will coordinate a 10-minute video call that will show up in your calendar. So the idea is there's no making the first move, which is just another really thing. Another thing I find like really annoying on all the other apps. There's also icebreaker questions that pop up in the video because I know like having a first video call can be intimidating or uncomfortable for a lot of people. So we tried to make it like a fun experience. The other thing is there's a countdown timer at the bottom. So the call ends after 10 minutes. And as soon as the call ends, then it unlocks texting. You can also video call the person back if you want to. But this way, the timer kind of takes the pressure off. So you don't feel like you have to just keep talking, especially with COVID when there's you know no excuse to hang up. Oh, that's so smart. I didn't realize you had that. Okay. Because it says here on your site, 10-minute video dates are scheduled for you. I didn't really understand what that meant. But now oh. I get it. Like You only have 10 minutes. That's interesting. What if there's a feature... I don't know why I just came up with this. What if there's a feature where you can pay to have extra time? Uh, maybe people wouldn't use that though. Yeah. I so I don't know. I'm just coming up with ideas randomly. Really? <laughs> that, I love it. I'll, I'll write that one down for sure. Well, that's cool. I, I like this whole idea is like, okay, so I'm coming from the perspective of a coach. Like, So if a guy were to come to me and say, Hey, I'm on this app. It's called Gleam. Like, What can I do to make this work the best for me? So the advice I would give would be you know, the same advice I might give for someone who's just doing a virtual date. So there's that advice. But then it's like, well, now what? We had this, we had this date. What do I do now? So I'm curious what you would say for the guys and girls. But I'll just say like, if I was coaching a guy through this app, I would say, okay, do the 10 minute call. When it's over, if you are still interested, text her to get her number and then take that. And then with the number, you then will ask her out on either another video chat date where you guys can just talk longer or just set up a date to be in person. So I'll say that again. So I would tell the guy to actually, I'd probably tell him to. Give her his number and say, Hey, you know, something like that was a fun chat. You seem really cool. Why don't you text me and we can uh, plan a hangout sometime? And then if she's interested, she'll text him or she won't. And then it's just over and then set up a date from there. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I like that. I mean, I think it's, it's tricky now because of COVID. So I think that's like a great plan. I think like, from my perspective, if I had a really great 10 minute conversation, I'd probably say, you know, let's have like a longer chat. Like maybe we just talk for an hour. And then from there, you can kind of like gauge the other person's like comfort level with like meeting in person with COVID or like kind of come up with like a plan and then meet in person. But I definitely agree with you. It's like it's best to get face to face time, however, you do it as, as quickly as possible. I mean, yeah, with COVID, it's a whole different scenario. You, you're going to have to figure out what their COVID sensitivity is. And exactly. If you know you guys want to meet up and stuff. But if there wasn't COVID, I mean, I find that people are still meeting even off of just a few text messages and meeting up without even ever have talked, right? Like the old school way. But no, this is cool that you're giving people an opportunity to just... to to it, It's the reverse, right? It's video first. And then you're allowing them to chat. But you cannot chat with them at all 
until you, uh, you cannot text with them at all. Correct. Until you do a video. That's yeah. right, right? Exactly. Yes. Getting rid of like just the fluff and the BS of like texting, which doesn't do much to tell you anything about the other person. So cool. What have people said about this? People who have been using the app, what are their exper- what's their experience like? You know, they they really like it. I think pe- the biggest thing I got is like, oh, I just can't wait for more people to like join the app, you know, because we just launched. So that's my focus now. It's just like marketing and learning how to like get the word out. And I'm, you know, I'm honestly like new to it. So so I'm I'm learning as I go, but it's all very exciting. So cool. And the other thing I've learned, which is interesting, is that people have their notifications off for like all apps, which I will say for Gleam, <laughs> you need them on because it tells you when you have a date when you have a video call, all those things. So that's like another interesting, like, I guess, problem we're trying to figure out too, is like, how do we, how do we like alert people their dates are happening if they don't up on their notifications? So keep them on is my advice. Right. No, I mean, I I think that Tinder and the other ones say the same thing too. They try to encourage you to put on the notifications, right? Yes, definitely. I mean, all apps want you to. That's, That's probably why people turn them off because... You know, there's so much demand out there for your attention. Right. I would almost think that it wouldn't be as much of a problem, or much more of a problem than any of the other apps, right? It's almost the same idea. It's like if you're on Tinder or Bumble, your notifications are off. Well, there you are missing all your opportunities because the girl who texted you back, you have no idea if she did. And then you log in like four days later, and hopefully they're interested in still talking to you. But yeah, I get that idea is this is time for an actual chat. What what other feedback have you gotten from this? People like that it's based around their schedule because right now like Bumble added in like a video call feature so you can like call the person right away, but it's a little awkward cuz you have to like initiate it, you have to say hey, you're cool with a video chat, you then have to like pick a time and then there's no Again, there's no reminders, no, there's no alerts that like the call is happening. So one party usually ends up missing it. And I've definitely am guilty of that as well. So what people like about this one is that it's like you can set the times that you are available to date. So if you say, Hey, I only want to date, like I'll be available, you know, afternoons after 6 p.m. on weekdays, then the app will only set you up on dates at that time. So it's not like these other apps where it's like as soon as you match, like jump into a video call or you know, you have to have like video profiles, which is another thing that some of these like Gen Z apps are now doing. So it's it's definitely like an app, you know, geared for people who don't necessarily want all that pressure of putting video in a profile, but also don't want to waste time and want to get to know the other person like right away. Yeah. I also think with these other apps, it's almost like overwhelming, right? It's like, oh, okay, so we can do a video chat. Maybe there's an audio chat. I can also text you. Mm-hmm. It's it's just kind of like, here's another feature if you want to use it. But it just seems like, well, why would I care to video chat with this person when I can just get their number and do it there? And I know that maybe people are thinking like, well, it's nice to do a video chat and not have to give my number right away. But it just makes it... I don't know. It just seems like it's overwhelming. There's a lot to do. It's like, well, what should I do? Should I do a video chat with them? Is that too much? Whatever. But for this app, Gleam, man, I'm really selling it. <laughs> <laughs> for this app, it is, it's like, no, this is the thing. This is what we're doing here. Yeah. We're do, we're, you're doing a video chat. You're just 
finding, you're just going through this schedule and making it happen. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Exactly. Well, thanks. I'm, I'm glad that you, you like it as much as I do. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I've had... It's funny. I've had a lot of people who do request to be on the podcast to talk about their dating app. Mm-hmm. And they're always just kind of... I don't know. They're not that interesting to me. <laughs> or it's just like a specific niche kind of site. Mm-hmm. Or they're in... I mean, I guess you're te- technically in beta too, but I don't know. Just like they're in such beta mo- mode that their design just looks terrible. And then like I go on your website and it looks really good. Like it looks <laughs> like this looks like, I don't know, any, any of the other ones, you know what I mean? It's like actual like good design, makes you feel comfortable using it, looks very simple. Of course, I've never logged on myself, but I think I get the idea from just looking at the pictures on the website. And I just thought that was a pretty cool idea of having it be simple like this. I think I've heard of other other types of dating sites who've tried to do something similar, but the execution just felt weird to me. I don't do. Do you know your competitors at all? Yeah, I do. Um, I've, I've downloaded like oh my gosh, a bajillion dating apps, and they're like. They're usually like I don't know, really, really buggy, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because obviously everyone's trying to improve their app. Or it's like there's no, they're almost like too complicated. So there's like so many buttons, and then you can like give coins and like likes, but that doesn't really mean anything. So yeah, the likes that don't mean anything. I know exactly which one. Yeah, so I'm just like I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. It's just like too much on each app. I think people try to accomplish too many things. So, you know, I wanted to make something that was just like simple, imitated meeting in real life and also just was a much better indicator of dating. Like you could actually go on a first date through the app as opposed to like the other apps that just feel so like artificial to me. And, you know, I wanted to just like talk to more people and like, honestly, just like give more people a chance. Cause like when you go and you meet someone in person, like you really they have to like pass all kinds of tests, at least like from a female's perspective, it's like, okay, do you have a really good profile photo? Like, are you really good at texting? Are you saying something funny on your account? And like someone can do all those things. And like, even then, like maybe I'm still not that interested in them in person. Whereas like, I feel like guys that I might be more interested in, like probably don't put in a lot of effort at all into their profile picture. So, you know, just for me, it was like really important to make something that was a much more like genuine way to to connect with people and to really like meet more people and, and give more people a chance. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. No, that's so cool. I, I, you know, it's funny. I think about as you're saying this, I think about Hinge, and Hinge is massive and and very and doing very well. And I get a lot of guys who say to me like, "Yeah, I'm using Hinge, and Hinge is the best one," meaning they're getting the most results from Hinge. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because I think of Hinge and I go. I don't know how it's working so well. Again, I'm not an app creator. I don't know how it all works exactly. But so maybe there's something I'm missing. Maybe you can help me. Like, why is Hinge so popular when I think Hinge is the most complicated to use out of all of the apps? I guess they do have a thing going where you don't have a profile and you answer these prompts. So it makes it a little bit more interesting, but it's still kind of confusing. It's like, okay, you can like a picture, you can like a prompt. And then when they like you back, then you can match. But one or the other person can 
allow t- to talk to each other. To me, it seems so complicated. Even Tinder and Bumble, way less complicated. Gleam, way less complicated. Why is something like that succeeding? You know, it's funny. I think every dating app like goes through their popularity cycle, right? So first it was like Tinder. They were the first big one. It was super simple. You know, you swipe through. And then Tinder, which it kind of is still known for today, became much more of a hookup app. And Bumble, which then launched, was all about like women making the first move. So I think people really gravitated towards that because it felt like, okay, this is like for people who... This isn't just for like hooking up and guys just trying to have sex. It's like more for people who like want a relationship. But as I've heard like more and more lately, people say that Bumble has is kind of like becoming just like Tinder. And so therefore like taking its place is now Hinge, which people feel is like at least like the closest app they could get to for people who want to like be in a relationship. Obviously, even though there's still people on Hinge that are just looking for sex too. And I think to your point, like it, it is definitely like a little bit more complicated than Tinder for sure. But all the like prompts it asks people and the way you can like like certain prompts, it gives people more to talk about. Whereas with, you know, Tinder and Bumble, it's just like, all right, just like say something, like just make a move. And it's a lot of pressure, especially when there's like not a ton of information on their profile. But Hinge like provides more information. And right now it's just known as the one for people who are more looking for something serious. Although like, you know, within a year or two, like it's just going to be another app as well. Like they all, they all kind of go through their cycles. Sure. Yeah. No, that's a really good analysis. I think you're spot on there. That seems about right. It's like, yeah, it just makes it easier and a little bit more interesting and, and more engaging to interact based on all those prompts. Right. So, and then also you can have the captions on your photos, which can also kind of do the same thing. So yeah, that's that's a good point. And it, it's interesting too, because it's just going to keep on evolving. And you're an example of that. You're coming in with Gleam saying like, hey, let's do this a different way. Let's just cut right to the chase and start with that video chat. I'm curious though, do you think that it could be too intense for some people? You know, like are people going to be like scared or think it's a little overwhelming to start so fast with a video chat. Where again, I don't think that should be the case. How much texting do you need to really do to feel comfortable? But I could see that being a potential issue. Totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, going straight to video is definitely like much more intimidating than sending a text. But you know, the the advice that you know you said you give and a lot of dating coaches give is like as soon as you match with someone like get face-to-face time as quickly as possible, like meet in person as quickly as possible. So, you know, sending a few texts about like where you want to meet and what you want to do, to me, doesn't give you much more insight into that person before you meet up in real life. So to me, I find that meeting up in person is much more intense than having like a short 10-minute video call before. But I know, you know, everyone, everyone has like their different comfort levels. And the interesting thing too with COVID is that people are becoming much more accustomed to talking on video all the time and like out of necessity going on video dates because they can't necessarily meet in person right away. So, you know, there have been huge surges in number of video calls on on Hinge actually because basically people have to do it. So I think that 
if it's not the norm now, then it will be very soon. Totally. Well, I feel like, yeah, it's, it's definitely there. It definitely feels like it. People are doing the video chats because they are forced to. My opinion is it's just going to be, be now that thing that came about because of COVID. Or now it's just, yep, that, that's a thing that people do. And also, I mean, like I'm working with a coaching client right now and he's got specific things that he's looking for in a woman and he's finding himself going on a lot of dates and it's a wasting a lot of time and money. Mm-hmm. And he's saying to me, like, I think it's better if I just do these dates because I know exactly what I'm looking for. And because he's been so successful at it with all the work we're doing, that he can just do these quick 10-minute calls. So he's basically doing a Gleam thing. I was going to say, it sounds like he's doing Gleam. <laughs> he's basically doing Gleam, but it's off of other apps because he's not in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And he's just getting... He's doing all video chats. And he even... <laughs> this is pretty awesome. He had set up three dates with three different girls. And he... you know, We were texting and he's like, I really got to I got to be more efficient with this. I'm going on these dates and right away I'm finding out that they're not a fit cuz of x y and z and, and what I'm looking for in a relationship. And so he went backward and he, he he texted all these girls and said like hey he couldn't make it but let's do a video chat and they all agreed to that. And I just thought like wow, okay, that's that's great, you know. And so he would be a prime candidate of using your your dating app cuz it's just a more efficient way to meet people and be like, okay, this is not going to work or this is going to work. Exactly. And that that was like one of my biggest goals in making it is just like, it's so inefficient to go on like blind dates all the time when you could vet them very easily with a video call and figure out if they're worth your time. Totally. Totally. And you should. I'm under the belief and I tell guys all the time, I say, listen, go on a lot of dates you should be going on a lot of dates because you need to have a lot of volume if you want to find a woman that's going to match the criteria you're looking for. And most won't. So it's good to go on a lot of dates and hey, that can be in person, that can be over you know, video chat, FaceTime, WhatsApp, whatever it may be, to just get that kind of volume. And okay. I think that it's good that people can have an opportunity to do that. Maybe it's in person, maybe it's not. Another thing that's cool, I was thinking about Gleam too, is it forces the video call. So it might actually create more connections because of the fact that people might flake or fall off because it's a lot of energy and work to go on the date. So I have guys who are also setting up dates, no problem, but then find out that half the women flake, meaning they say yes and and the guy picks a time and place and it's all set up. And then the day of, they either ghost or they just say, I can't make it. And then it never reschedules and turns into anything. So this is, Gleam is like forcing that to happen. Because then maybe it's a situation where two people have met up and one person would have flaked because it's just easy to say no. But you had the video call and maybe there was a connection there. Totally, for sure. And and the other interesting thing too is like, if someone flakes on a video call, then it's like, oh, okay, well, glad this didn't happen in person when I was supposed to like go and physically meet you and I had this time to yes. find that out right away. Yes, totally. You know what? I just have another idea. I'm, I'm curious <laughs> if you thought about this. 
Yeah. If someone says yes to a date and then it's a no-show, maybe they get like dinged or something. Oh, yes, definitely. That, that for or, sure. Or like a score or something like that. Yes. Yeah, we're basically if people don't show up for like more than we're, we're changing the exact number, but their profile will be shown to like less people. And so they'll have to like earn it back essentially. Yeah, that's smart. Cause you don't want people going on there going, Oh yeah, I tried. I mean, it's a waste of time. You set up all these dates and the girls never show up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. it's, that's a good idea. I encourage people to do it. Yeah. Again, I should just be working for Glean. I think you should is, be working for Glean. I'm, I'm, I'm a Chicagoan like you. Just hire me as your CMO and we'll call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Let's do it. Yeah, we, we want to add uh, like like badges too to people's profile. So it's like, hey, like always on time, like shows up to every day. Like, I don't know. Sexier badges than that. Oh, <laughs> but we'll, yeah. we'll do some type of like positive reinforcement. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's cool. No, I like that. Then it's going to yep, make them want... Uh, it's almost like a verified badge, kind of. Exactly. Or like another idea of that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what else is in the future of Gleam? What else are you guys going to try to do? So actually this weekend, if you're in Los Angeles, we're partnering with a photography company where you can go at, basically get a free photo shoot and you only pay if you want to keep the photos. And it's like very, very reasonably priced, like $15 per photo. It's less if you buy in bulk and you get 15% off if you show your completed Gleam profile. And so we're doing this kind of like as a first event, like test event in LA. And then if it goes well, you know, we might partner with them long-term. So I think that's the other issue is that so many people have like terrible, <laughs> terrible profile photos. I mean, not to call out guys, but like in general, like they're just, you know, blurry or they're like really far in the background with like huge groups of people. And so I think people would greatly benefit from having um, better photos taken. So we'll hopefully, you know, partner with them more in the future and they might become a feature on the app. Totally. You actually want to hear a reason I heard from someone that makes a lot of sense on the theory of why women in general have better uh, photos than men. I'll tell you right now. (laughs) The reason is, is because girls are taking more pictures of each other. You know, women are more apt to be like, oh, let's take a cute pic. Oh, we just went out to dinner. Like, let's have someone take a picture of us. Where a guy is not really thinking about that. So women just have more pictures in general that they can choose from. And then that this is the reason why you see a lot of guys who do these really weak, blurry selfies. It's like, well, why is that happening? Well, it's because they're just trying to get a photo on the app and that's all they have because they're sitting home by themselves and they just want to get a photo up. So what happens? You just take your camera on your phone and you just take a quick little selfie picture where women have more because they've been doing it. What, what's your thoughts on that theory? Yeah. I mean, I agree. I feel like most of my guy friends are not as inclined to take photos as much as my female friends. So getting a good photo is definitely important in, in your profile for sure. Totally, totally. And yes, pictures are are really crucial. I like that you are putting together that whole photography collaboration there. That sounds that sounds good. People definitely need to be focusing on their pictures, which as you know for sure, they're just the most important. They do, yes. Also, can I say something else just random that I learned about other 
Oh yeah. Whatever you got. (laughs) Other random dating apps. So as I've learned, like from the source, from people who have worked there, like these apps, like the big ones, you know, Tinder, Hinge, Bumble are basically built to keep you on there as long as possible. And I mean, I won't name specific ones, but you know, they, they create their algorithms so that they show you people who are in basically like a bucket level of attractiveness below you. And every now and then they'll show you people that are like way above your bucket level of attractiveness, but they might not ever even like see your profile. And the reason they do that again is just to keep you on the app as long as possible to get you to spend money because when you spend more money, you know, they'll show you like profiles that you'd probably be more likely to match with. And I just found that like so fascinating. And our, you know, our goal with Blame is to obviously like we want people to like make connections in real life and like find their significant other. So um, I was like totally shocked to learn that about like all the other major dating apps. When you think about it, I'm like, I guess, yeah, wow, it makes sense. Like that's how they, you know, that's how they make their money. Right, right, exactly. Well, do you guys have a plan on how you'll monetize? Yeah, so it's, we're, we're still like basically going to base it off of user data. But um, right now you get 10 dates a month for free and you can like pay to go on more we're going to be incorporating like more features down the line, you know, like speed dating once we get, once we hit a certain threshold of users uh, and then also partnering with, you know, photography companies like the one we're doing this weekend. So you can like pay more premium for more premium services. Cool. Oh, cool. So you'll have speed dating on there, like little, little events that happen. Exactly. Little events, or you can just like pay to, to speed date for like a certain amount of time. And so if you want to like have more time to like swipe through people who are on the app currently and go on video dates, then like you can do that. Oh, that is cool. Wait, so this is kind of like chat roulette or something like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. But... So it's like you can go on anytime you want, like maybe you and you pay or however it works. Mm-hmm. And then there's a certain amount of people who are also doing that right now. And, and you just enter into the queue and you're just going at it. Exactly. Yes. That is cool. <laughs> God, can you tell how, how <laughs> I know I'm serious that no one's doing anything like that. And obviously it's going to be a cleaner way. It's not going to be like guys just, you know, taking their dicks out and, and, uh, you know, doing gross stuff and people, it's like, where it's just a big joke where this is like speed dating that you can just like enter in right away. And that makes it fun. And just another type of, dating that you can do. Exactly. Wow, very cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, if you haven't, you know, you're busy all week, you haven't really had time to like look through people on the app and you're just like, hey, I want to go on some dates tonight. You can just like make that happen. In terms of the length, how long were you thinking someone would be talking to someone for? They'd be short. So definitely not 10 minutes. I don't know, anywhere from like three to five so that you can just like go through, you know, more people. But uh, we'll we'll definitely need to do some like user testing to see what people want the most. Yeah, yeah, cool, mm-hmm. very cool, awesome. Anything else you want to tell us about the app and the future plans in terms of when you will be releasing it to other cities? I'm sure a lot of guys right. are probably listening, going, "Damn, I wish I could join, but I don't live in LA." Yeah, so you can go to our website and basically, if you enter in your information, you can vote what city that we come to next, and then the city with the most votes is where we'll come and we'll shoot you an email or text however you sign up 
when it's live. And I think Chicago is actually currently in first place. It's like there's a little bar chart on the website. Yeah, I saw. It better be, you, you know, you're from there. I'm from there. So I guess, I guess it better be, but yeah, it's like, it's winning. I definitely thought it would have been like New York or San Francisco, but no, it's Chicago. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Awesome, Liz. Well, like I said, I'm ready to be hired at any minute, <laughs> you know, to, to be the chief marketing, marketing officer. No, I'm just kidding. It was, uh, it was really cool talking to you. I do think this is a, a great idea and I do wish you tons of success with it. And I hope one day... Uh, it gets so big that I could be like, oh yeah, I talked to the founder of that uh, company you know, just a few years ago. And then we have you back on and we do even more cool stuff on a podcast episode and talk about all your success. But yes, I do wish you the best. So thanks for coming on. Anything else you want to uh, want to share or add? Um, yeah, not, not that I can think of, but thank you. We're always, we're also looking for, you know, as much feedback as possible. So if anyone would like to try it, I can give you the secret access code and I'd, I'd love to like get, um, you know, just as much feedback cause we're, we're basically building it as we go. So we greatly appreciate that. Cool. How would they be able to get that secret access code? So they can shoot me an email to, Liz, L-I-Z-Z at gleamdating.com. So double Z, don't forget the double Z, Liz at gleamdating.com. And then I'll send it their way. Cool. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes. And like I said, wish you tons of success with the app. Hope it blows up. It's a great idea. Thanks again for coming on and we'll keep in touch in the future. Thank you. Greatly appreciate it. (laughs) 